This is the Hartford Online Radio Network. 21st Century Audio. Delivered. On the horn.com. I like this better because we can get a little more jazzed up. Great feel. Everybody can dance. There you go. Just throw a brick. Okay. Hi, everybody. We're open for business. We're the podcast that explores all things business, entrepreneurship, technology, marketing, customer service, and making a few honest dollars for yourself. Bandwidth for On the Horn is provided by Amazon S3 servers. Amazon S3 is storage over the internet. Retrieve any amount of data at any time from anywhere on the web. Highly scalable, reliable, secure, fast, and inexpensive. All from a name you trust, Amazon. For more information about Amazon S3 storage, visit aws.amazon.com. This is episode 41. Oh my God, I can't believe we have 41 episodes. Workflow management. I'm calling it, how do you business? We'll find out. But we have lots of tips and tricks uh, to help save you money and some uh, general ideas about uh, what pitfalls to avoid as well. Open for Business is sponsored by Gateway Financial Group, the accounting firm of Budwoods and Meyerjack, Deepwater Seafood of Avon, and CentralCTDental.com. I'm Brian Parker. I'm joined by Zen Master Tommy Russo, co-owner of LNR Productions, a full-service audio-video production house, LNR Productions. Dot com. He oh. still hasn't given me any voiceover work. Can you believe that? Every week, LNRProductions.com. <laughs> Come on, that's got to be worth something. Don't you have anyone that needs that? I don't think so. You got no one. <laughs> you got no one. Uh, Ken Cook is also here, <clears throat> acclaimed author, speaker, Fortune 500 consultant, and contributor to Inc. Magazine. Now running Peer-to-Peer Advisors. You can check him out at PeerToPeerAdvisors.com. Or any sand trap nearby. Or any local golf course sand trap nearby yes that would be great so our topic tonight kind of fun uh workflow management i'm very into uh workflow it actually is uh the doing the research on this interrupted a lot of my workflow <laughs> that i had because i wanted to try other things while i was doing stuff and then i would get a little off track but to get us in the mood tommy has brought in some uh some quotes he's the king of the quotes and hopefully they have something to do with workflow otherwise eh, maybe it doesn't but it's tommy yeah, take it away. Okay, here we go. We've All got right. two uh, two contributing quoters, if there's such a word. One is Nelson Mandela, and the other is... Nelson Mandela and Workflow? Nope. Oh, yeah, nothing, okay. This has nothing to do with Workflow. Oh, work. all right. <laughs> <laughs> just so I know the rules. This is this is Tommy Flow, and I guess, well, I guess you can tie Workflow into just about anything if you want. Uh, and then the next one is Vince Lombardi. Leaders aren't born. They are made. They are made by hard effort, which is the price which all of us must pay to achieve any goal which is worthwhile. Hmm. A good head and a good heart are always a formidable combination. Mandela's two, Lombardi one. You think so? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he's right. Ken, you've gotten good. I'm going to have to come up with, you know, stump the stars level. You, You know what you need to do? What's that? Read the quotes and then give us three names. Oh, good. So there's like yeah. there's a booby prize of famous people quoting that doesn't relate to anyone's quote. That's an interesting That's a wrinkle. Or just do one quote and have three people and make us guess. That's almost like uh, whose line is this? Remember that show? Whose line is it anyway? Whose line is yeah. it anyway? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
showing our age with that. Right. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. Oh, you're too young, Brian. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's the only you reason I keep you, you guys around, because it makes me feel younger. You I weren't even in you, swaddling clothes at that point. Give you full disclosure on our topic for tonight. Yeah, yeah. It is extremely important and extremely valuable, and I find workflow processes and management boring as boring. Really? Yeah. I think it's exciting. Do you? Why? Yeah, I'm curious. You you were jazzed when we went into the intro. Workflow is fun. Tell me more. Yeah, we want to hear about this. Brian. Why is it fun? I think figuring out how to manage your time and figure out processes and keep repeatable processes allows me to free up more time to get more business or do something else. So anything that I have to do, whether it's here or um, in my other company, if I can you know, automate or streamline a process, mm-hmm. that means that I don't have to get rid of, like, I would much rather spend time figuring that out than actually doing the mundane tasks. Because the mundane tasks, I think, are boring. Okay. For okay. instance, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask you, Ken, um, if you, on a scale of one to ten, where would you rate yourself in regards to time management, workflow, both personal and professional? What would you give yourself as a grade? Um, I am effective, but not efficient. I would rate my effectiveness a 10. I get done by the end of the day what I set out to do at the start of the day. Okay. However, my process for getting there is full of waste. I mean, unbelievable amount of wasted time, wasted effort, misdirection, not doing things in a logical sequence. The huh. order's out of hand. I hand things off and their communication is poor. So my efficiency is horrible. My effectiveness is good. Brian, same question to you. Um, I think I, I need improvement in both areas, but I think I'm, I'm, I, I get a solid B in both areas hmm. on the scale of A through F. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't really know. I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I think, you know, I'm, I'm certainly effective because I get it done. And efficient, I mean, that's all I'm thinking about, you know, making sure that these things are, are done efficiently. And, and I hate, I will look at a problem and say, if that is not, if there's not a solution to making this easier in my day, I'm not really sure I want to even do it. Hmm. You know? We've got to flip it back on the Zen Master, though. Zen Master, do you think you're more effective or more efficient? Um, I would have to say that I'm gonna, I'm going to go with both of you. That my effectiveness rates higher than my efficiency. Okay. But my efficiency is not that bad. I would give myself. The original question was a scale of one to ten. I would give myself probably an eight to nine on effectiveness and six to seven on efficiency. Wow. Somewhere in that, in that range. Let me ask you a question, though, because you brought up a really great point. And I, I'm curious as to when your day begins. Is this something that you have delineated and here are the goals and it's written out or it's well established in your head or do you do it the night before? Do you do it that morning? How does that work out so that when you hit the end of the day, you know, one through 10, even though you yeah. kind of, you know, serpentined your, <laughs> your way through it. <laughs> My way to sleep well is to have the next day laid out. I know what the to-do list for the next day looks like. 
and that well, that's is pretty, the immediate that's pretty goal. efficient. Um, yes, it is. But that's in, extremely efficient. So that's efficient and has nothing to do with how effective that is. Well, he gets it done. I get it done at so the end of the day. But you get it done at the end. No, you get the tasks done from laying it out the night before. But so did no. you get the tasks done? Yes. That you laid out. That's the effective part. That's the part. effective part. But you laying it out beforehand, that's all about well, efficient. I was... I have a hard time with the two terms, so I did a little bit of research. I actually pulled up an article on effective versus efficient. And just to summarize it, efficiency means doing the things right, whereas effectiveness is about doing the right things. Efficiency focuses on the process or means. Effectiveness focuses on the end. Efficiency is restricted to the present state. Yeah. Effectiveness involves longer-term thinking. Yeah. yeah. So, can I throw another e word in? Oh, absolutely. Execution. Where, yeah, that's effectiveness. Well, that's both actually. It's, yeah. it's, what I'm hearing it's from you. It's the synapse between the two. Because you are efficient. <laughs> synapse. If you are consistently, or even on a semi-regular basis, laying out the night before what you're going to do the next day, uh, I'm you know standing up and giving you an ovation here personally, because mm. uh, I'd like to say I'm that efficient, but I'd be lying. Um, I'm wondering if it's just execution for you, that in the course of that day, even though the efficiency of here it is, this is what I need to do, and you get to the end of it, is it the execution that it's like living in a life in a pinball machine? It's, You're bouncing yeah. from one bumper to the next kind of haphazardly. It's the execution. It's what Brian said earlier. You enjoy the design and strategi- strategizing of what the workflow process should be right but doing the task you find mundane and boring yes i hate that so i want to make it, me yeah no i i, I want to make it more automated so i can become more efficient because i know efficiency is going to lead to me being more effective if i had uh resources greater than what i have i would be the ultimate delegator I would resources pl- meaning just other people, people and capital to afford them. Robots. I would be the ultimate delegator. I would find ways to make others extremely effective and efficient. So and why can't you that. use technology instead of others? Such as, give me an example of what I would use. Um, such as uh, billing. And billing, I do easy. It's QuickBooks once a month. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm done my. That's billing all you do. Yeah, you do QuickBooks once a month, and that's all no, you do about I, your my billing. billing. I do once a month with QuickBooks. Well, what about like, you know, invoicing? How about that? I do that once a month with QuickBooks. I have a. How about managing your books? How about like you know? Uh, that's inflow, usually um, five minutes a day, sometime between six and seven a.m. and. A little longer time at the end of the week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let me hear a topic then that that you would need help. If if you had more people, what would you delegate? If Brian was working for you, let's say marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say let's say I win the lottery and I say, all right, terrific, Ken. <clears throat> I don't cost anything to you. <laughs> what is it that you most want me to do to make you into the? You would. Be in charge of my social media. You would do my Facebook. You would do my Twitter, which, yes, I do have accounts, and I don't use them. You would do my LinkedIn. Uh, You would do my blog writing and my posting. 
with my edit and approval. So that on sounds it. you don't want to like do you know what is it called work? No, 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 no. <laughs> that portion of the work. Are you a delegator or are you just like hey? <laughs> it sounds like you want you you want to be like the silent partner to someone else who's doing the work. Well, he's not saying that he isn't doing it. He's saying that if he had an opportunity to delegate it, I would. I, would I mean, the only it. thing out of what I mentioned that I don't do now personally is Facebook and Twitter. Okay, so why don't you do Facebook and Twitter? What's what's keeping That's you from just that? Because you like bias. you can. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't I, like them. I don't like Facebook. I don't like Twitter. You have yet to be sold on the value. But you haven't. Yeah, I find them to be enormous waste of time. Enormous waste of time. Yes, but I also... And yet, you're doing online radio. My intellectual side absolutely knows that the marketing power of that for open for business, for my books, for my columns, and for everything else yeah. that I do is enormous. So, see, I mean, here's how I think of those things. It's like free salespeople. How many people or how much of a payroll would it take for you to instantly reach, instantly reach almost anyone that you wanted to? On the internet, I mean, th think oh, about. I, I could get an intern for four, thirty thousand dollars a year and do that. Okay, you, can get you spend free zero yeah, free. You spend zero doing that with Facebook. Zero. No, I would pay the intern to do Facebook. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, the value of Facebook and Twitter is that you can build up. It's like a free salesman tool, because all you have to do is push the content, and for a, you know, how long does it take to click on something? Not. Not very Not long. A moment. But, you know, indirectly, I think we've really gotten to the crux of this whole thing. Which is? And it is that when new tasks, as this world continues to expand, it is, it is incumbent and even demanded upon us to grow our skill base. It okay. is. How, how, do, how do we continue to succeed in this ever, you know, expanding world unless our skill base personally grows? So it's weaving into the fabric of an already busy, effective, reasonably efficient schedule of execution, additional tasks. And for you, those additional tasks look like Facebook and Twitter. You've just yeah. acknowledged that you see the value of it and you know that ultimately it would, but you have yet to orchestrate into that schedule, which you seem to be pretty well organized. Mm -hmm. I've got to see the value of this. I'm going to work it in. And I, knowing you as well as I do, I'm convinced you could. You just, for your own reasons, have chosen not to. Yeah. And I think that that's each and every one of us in this situation. It might be, you might have a whole other, you know, bugaboo that, you know, you're looking at, Brian, that you're choosing not to weave into. I need to get this into my time-organized yep. schedule. Yep. That, I think, is the essence of this thing. Okay, and to build on that, in, in agreement with you, Tom, their lean, lean practices is another perspective on workflow management and workflow processes. Right. The underlying premise of lean is that anything that does not build value for the customer is a waste of time. So that is the bridge that I need to cross with Facebook and Twitter ah. from a social media marketing point of view. Is it valuable from as far as my customers are concerned? My, my intellectual side says yes. My intellectual side says the more people aware of what I'm writing can be invited to participate and read if they want to. And right. I'm, not, I'm not pushing it to them. I'm just inviting them to come and take a look if they wish.
So yeah, I mean, to me, that is improved workflow. And workflow is not, it, it doesn't have to be these pages upon pages of flowcharts. It's as simple as that two-minute analysis that we just did <coughs> on two tools yeah. and how they can help improve the efficiency of what I do as a solo entrepreneur. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I don't like doing the books at all, and it takes me forever. Yeah. And mostly because, you know what it really is? I think it's because I keep getting distracted, and because I'm, I have a finance mind, I can't just, you know, I'm kind of in the deep down details of whatever I'm working on and then something pulls me away and then I have to kind of I have to get back down to the details that I was at before to continue if mm. I could whistle good I would do that right now what <laughs> thank you what I'm gonna say politely is you're allowing yourself to be distracted if you were into it if you saw the yeah. value of it you would those walls of distraction would be up they'd be rock solid and you would never allow it to come in no i don't think that because this is like you know uh, you know a client calls and wants to talk to me i'm, I'm not going to say no i'm working on my own finances <laughs> screw you you know i'm not going to say that well then it might but you know what your priorities are right yeah and, and and I think that's fine, um, but here's an interesting way. Um, there's a there's a cool company out there that I found called Fresh Books, uh, which is just freshbooks.com. I took a look at that, and this is kind of cool. This helps you um, if if you have to send out invoices often, and you don't mind getting paid, you know, with credit cards and stuff. If you're like a cash business, obviously it doesn't work. But what you can do is. Set up your uh, your database of all your clients or customers or whatever. And when they purchase something, this sends out an automatic invoice. When they pay it, it automatically goes into the back system of your, uh, you know, financial money line or yeah, yeah, whatever your financial program is. And they can have that up. And if you want to use their stock one, it's very good. You can use theirs. So all of that stuff of managing your books, if you have a credit card that you want to purchase something with mm -hmm. that's you know attached to your company, shh, as soon as you do it, a little signal goes off to FreshBooks. It goes into your management system, and it's already it's already in your, your, your cash outflow. I mean, it's really... That's nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's really where like we should all be at this point. Um, and then if you need to send like reminder notices, like hey, by the way, you know you still owe me you know fifty dollars or whatever, or or you know what I could use QuickBooks for not QuickBooks, uh, FreshBooks for, is uh, you know we had a little experiment in efficiency, efficiency and effectiveness, but really efficiency over the last week, where you know we have these gift cards that we give away. Okay, and so. I got a hold of the guy that won last week the yeah. one hundred dollar gift card. To be efficient, I sent him two of the gift cards that I had. But sent what I could to? do, I sent him to the guy. I got his, oh. I got his address, and he's very happy. But what I could do now is I could send out an invoice to Tommy for a hundred dollars, right? Because okay. it was Tommy who was going to oh, give yeah. the guy absolutely. So yeah, that invoice I see is that happen. yeah right <laughs> lost in the mail. <laughs> I I moved from that address. <laughs> Go back though for a minute to up the point you brought up earlier, Tommy, about execution. That I think about when I think about workflow management, the model that pops into my head is a franchise, 
how Big Macs that you buy in Glastonbury are the same as Big Macs that you buy in Los Angeles and Chicago and wherever else. Right. They taste the same. You have an expectation of a certain level of taste right. and quality, right. and it's always the same. That, to me, is well-laid-out process and well-disciplined execution. Absolutely. So if I were to go back to your original question, rating myself on effectiveness and efficiency, effectiveness, 9 out of 10. Efficiency, 4 out of 10. Execution, sort of like the sister to efficiency, 4 out of 10. Okay. Well, no, actually, I'll, I'll bump efficiency to six because the effectiveness is there at the end of the day. It's just a circuitous route to get to it. All right, so then here's the next fundamental question. All right. What do you do to turn that around? What's the key ingredient in each and every one of us to – are you happy with those numbers? Oh, no. no. All right, so then what does Ken Cook do to say, I'm bumping that efficiency at a six and I want to get it to an eight – by you know october 1st i i get more disciplined in my execution i literally sit there and make that 10 minute appointment in my calendar every morning to do my financials and two hours at the end of every week and an additional two hours at the end of the month and i sit there and say from 9 a.m. till 11 a.m. on Monday morning is when you yeah. make all your new client <laughs> calls and you, you block the time. You make appointments with yourself. I don't think that's going to help. Why? Because I think that's going to hinder efficiency. If you do that, I think you're hindering efficiency. I don't understand. Because now no, you're you, putting I'm... blinders on yourself from... 10 a.m. to 12 noon, I'm going to be doing this. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to be doing, and I'm not going to be distracted. See, efficiency to me is I'm working on this, I'm working on this, I'm working on this. Ah, this came in, and I have to take care of it. And let me see. I can either work on this for the next hour and a half like I promised myself, or I can take three minutes and get this job done as well. And then once I get this job done, all those other people are really happy that I got this little three-minute job done. See, that to me is efficient. Well, ah, Very good. Yes, let me get that done and back to work. The only thing I would say mm. to that is what you need to be able to do in those very moments is, is be able to prioritize. If this new thing comes down the pike, yeah. uh, is it a lack of discipline on your part that you knee-jerk and take care of that? Or because it is, has a higher degree of priority than what the original schedule dictated, mm -hmm. then I say yes to what Brian is suggesting. Yeah. But if, if it's just a knee-jerk and a way to break away from... See, you used the word that I was hoping you would use. Uh -huh. It is discipline. Yeah. That is the key. That's the underlying key to anything. That it absolutely we, is. Absolutely is. And, by the way, at least in my observations, it's one of the dissipating you know, qualities mm -hmm. out there. You don't see, as at least I don't, and I don't mean this judgmentally, I mean this observationally, but there aren't a ton of people that are really disciplined. And they kick in and they, they honor that discipline. And they, I mean, let's... And a shout out to Team USA right now. Yeah. Let's look at what those boys and girls, young men and women are doing. That's a schedule that they stick to. They have to. Day in and day out. And achievement occurs because they stick to it day in and day out. 
there's something to be learned by the, following that thread, mm-hmm. at least as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but don't you think that that's also, you know, that's they have singleness of mind do. about their task. I don't think that's a good way to live. Well, they also have a support structure that strips away every other distraction that comes in, yeah. as you described it. Because they're so focused on, you know, getting a medal. Yeah. Making the team. Making the team or, or, or whatever. I mean, you know, they're running commercials right now promoting exactly what you just did, but what it takes for them to get there. And they're like, you know, I, you know, I haven't been to the movies in four years, or I haven't... I haven't uh, eaten a dessert in two and a half years, or yeah. I haven't watched television, or I haven't read the newspaper, or I haven't, I haven't read a book in two years. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. This is now detrimental to you being mm-hmm. a good part of society. This is now, now you're just like a drone. Well, it's <laughs> like, who the hell cares? Why don't we just send, comp- you know, why don't we just send robots over there to compete? Yeah, I mean, like, the, that's not the good. detriment is mostly to themselves if they stay in that mode. For an extended period, right? Yeah, I mean, look at this guy, that uh, swimmer, um, Ryan Lochte. Lochte. I don't know how to say his last name. It's kind of funny, but he is—he's a snot. He's an egotistical (laughs) wackadoo who came in fourth, and like he is like, I want to be remembered as the greatest swimmer of all time. That ain't happening. And then he came in fourth, and I'm like, you are such a braggart. You mean fourth? Fourth. Well, you know, it, when we spoke earlier in the day, Ken, you referenced to me the late great, the late great Stephen Covey, yeah. and and it really has to do with, in my mind, in part, what's the goal? Yeah. What's your own personal goal? What yeah. what's what's that goal of achievement? And then framing everything around that to help you to, you know, begin with the end in mind. Yeah. I want to I'm, achieve this, and this is what I'm going to do. I've had the good fortune to talk over the years probably to 1,000, 2,000 entrepreneurs who have started businesses. The ones that don't make it don't have a goal. The ones that do make it have it and stick to it. If And the goals are specific. They're tight. They have defined time frames. They're measurable. Yeah, I think that's one of the key is people don't define goals. Yeah. Uh, and they don't define times for goals. Yeah. I will, by here... Have this, whatever, this nugget. So when it comes to workflow, back to your question, Tommy, yeah, I'll put it in the calendar. My goal is in that block of time from 9 to 11 a.m. to make sure that I have at least half a dozen new client calls. That kind of thing. Okay. No, you know what? Hey, what the hell? That's a goal. That's a goal. You're Mr. Side tonight, Brian. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Who who, who was that guy? Uh, Al Gore. (sighs) Oh yes, <laughs> remember when he was that was a painful d- debating debate to watch oh, debating God. George Bush. I was yeah. like, "What the hell is he doing? He's the <laughs> vice president of the United States. Give me you're acting place. like you're the underdog." I'm like, "What the heck is going on?" <laughs> um, but no, I, I and I like I like time frames for the goal because it's one thing, and and it's true. You get you got to be able to make it a good goal is just is an art form. Yeah, in that. You know what? What is the task to be completed, or the element that needs to get accomplished? That's one, but really, no. Everyone stops at that one, and they don't put the time frame on it because right. you know what happens? Procrastination. Well, it goes oh, back yeah. to the the D word, discipline. Yeah. 
exactly. And, I don't even and, know if it's discipline. It's just no, sort of like it, we're, it we're lying to ourselves. It's two sides of the same coin. Right. Discipline and procrastination. Absolutely. All right, fine. Fine, Mr. Metaphor. <laughs> All right. So Pro- hey, can we read a commercial here before we like run out of time? Read I'm, us an ad, sir. All right. You know who's disciplined? Doctors. They have to be. They certainly have to be disciplined. Um, and they're well-rounded guys, too. Of course, I'm talking about uh, Doctors Camp, Sambor, and Lupini at mm-hmm. centralctdental.com. Uh, serious issues or routine checkups, go nowhere else. Easy to get to on the Plainville Farmington line. I have been there. I have used them. They were very nice. If you have a problem, seriously, and it's like in the middle of the night, something happens, they have a line for you to call. That's important to me. I had a, I had my wisdom teeth out very late in life. And the tooth right next to the wisdom tooth, I was eating popcorn or rice or something. I don't even remember. Mm. And it cracked. Oh, no. And I was like, oh. That's not good. That doesn't feel good at all. That's like 12 on a scale of 1 to 10 and in the yeah, pain I mean, meter. I, yeah, I should have called him right away, but I didn't know. Like, I was just like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't call him until the next morning. He said, why didn't you call us last night? I was like, I didn't know. He said, come in here. Came in, took his little forceps and, you know, yanked out. I, had, I think it was either a kernel or something. Yanked that out. Did a little patchwork there. And he said, look, you're going over to this guy. Uh, who, what was his name? I don't know. He was in West Hartford somewhere. And he's going he's gonna to drill a screw into your, into your jaw. And we're going to make a new tooth out of you. I was like, all right. <laughs> that sounds great. It's called Precision Screw Manufacturing Facility so go, right on the yeah, West right? Hartford so, line. So, <laughs> you know, he takes that out. <laughs> screw goes in. New tooth goes on top. It was done. It's great. It was like, whew. Had I known... I wouldn't have waited overnight. You don't have to wait overnight. Let me give you the phone number. 860-747-5761. If it is just a routine kind of thing, uh, you can make an appointment online at centralctdental.com. Here's here's three guys that are really taking advantage of the Internet and business. Make an appointment online. I mean, I can't tell you how happy that makes me feel. How happy does that make you feel, Brian? It makes me feel very happy because there's a purpose to it. Unlike, say, I don't know, a production house house uh, app on my iPhone. <laughs> Who uses that, Tommy? We do. Can we? I know you want to because you forgot where you work. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Where do I work? Wait, let me go to my iPhone. Oh, LNR production. <laughs> I have another area, a tool I want to explore. Yes. Oh, a tool? A tool. Okay. This is going to be right up your alley, Tommy. It's about websites and building websites. Yes. There's a lot of them, a lot of good ones. We use WordPress, but there's even a better one that I'll tell you about later. Which one is that? It is squaredspace.com. That's a new one to me. Squaredspace. They're they're the two big ones, and they've got great deals. I came across one called Wix, W-I-X.com. Phenomenal. Really? There's a good friend of mine who is, believe it or not, a homeopath that lives in London. Designed her own website with Wix, and it is the coolest site in the world because she has her image on one side of the homepage, and on the second half of the homepage, in it's like column one, column two kind of thing, yeah. there are all the navigation buttons. You click on one of the navigation buttons, and the copy rolls over her image. 
as if it's the next page in the book that you're turning. And it's just super cool. And they've got all of the full the functionality that you need. The reason I wanted to bring it up, though, is from a marketing point of view, which is one area of workflow management that so many people are poor at, only because there are so many elements of it. The website, to me, is the core. I think it is. It's the landing zone, I think. Yeah, I mean... Because it's, it's, it's the first... I really look at websites for companies, regardless of what your company is, mm -hmm. it's the big yellow page ad that's cheap. Because yeah. no one goes to the yellow pages anymore, the book. You want to do business with someone, you have a meeting with someone, you go to their web page. Yeah. You automatically, that's like first course of action. Definitely. So that being said, I it, and I am seldom surprised in business. I was sitting in one of my peer group meetings and there was a company there who said they do 100% of their lead generation and client handling through the web. Wow. Yeah. And this is an organization that processes everything through distributors. So all they do is media, online marketing, a little bit of association marketing tied to the associations they're linked to. Oh, right, with. right, right. And Which is undiscovered country, really. I yeah. think pe people have, with the internet, associations have gotten forgotten about. They have. Gotten forgotten about. And been forgotten about. what they do is all of the leads for all of their products come to the website and are automatically dispersed to the distributor. And I'm sitting here thinking about this going, man, if you just had the ability to change your site on the fly 100% of the time every day, sure. you could make it truly dynamic. It could yeah. be a tremendous marketing tool. And that's why I think other than people who are like selling products like Zappos or Amazon or something like that, where you need kind of a, you need a search for a product and a shopping cart system, everyone else really ought to just go to this blog format because that's yeah. the easiest way to update comments. Well, or, uh, aren't there, Tommy, aren't there shopping carts that you can buy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to have a design company to do that. Do well, you? no, exactly. In fact, uh, you know, Jeff Cohen, our he buddy. He has a very cool one. Have yeah. you seen that one? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he designed and he can he can sell it just as is. Yeah. It actually, what happens is, if you know what, like, imagine the shopping cart where there's like a little button that says shopping cart and you got, you know, six items in your shopping cart. Instead of having to click on that shopping cart and open up the shopping cart page to see what the heck you have. You can, there's a little tab on the side of your website, mm -hmm. and you click on the tab, you're on the same page that you were when you clicked on it, and it just, it slides open a drawer of what's in your shopping cart, and then you can close the drawer. Hmm. It's, it's very, very slick. Very well done. Yeah. Like but yes, you're right, Ken. There's, there's lots of them out there that you can go out and purchase, so to speak. Mike, I guess my question with regard to workflow management is... Yeah. Why don't more people do that? Do it that way. I mean, why? I see so many people with static websites, myself included. Sure. And it seems to me if you're going to get more efficient in your marketing efforts, more efficient in your customer service, open up more touch points with customers, give yourself the opportunity to be more responsive and flexible, which are all, for me, creating value for customers, which is the purpose of improved workflow. Why do you think you work with? Yeah, you I work mean, with more businesses here, than Brian here, and I put together. Here, Why do you think that uh, the businesses are reticent 
Reluctant. Let's go to peer-to-peeradvisors.com. Oh, God. Is this a dynamic website? Does it update its comment? No. And you would think... I have being, a full back end to do it. You have a full back end to do it, but you don't do it. I do not. And so you would think that, th- I mean, you are reaching all sorts of different businesses with all sorts of different industries and issues and problems and neat solutions and clever ideas. You would, there's a lot of content that you could be creating for folks. Without a doubt. So why is it that you don't do it? The back end on that site is about six years old. Okay. So it's a it's a little five years old. It's a little too dated for me to be as dynamic. I would I would be much better served to scrap it, put up a WordPress blog site yes. and just go that route. And I think that's what it is. I think we blogs is really just coming over the last I would say four years, the blog is really become a viable tool. Yeah. You know, it used to be very ugly. It used to be like, you know, like here's what I wrote today and then that gets pushed down, and here's what I wrote today, or you yep. know, the next day, and then that gets pushed down, and the next day, and the next day. So it really it was not dynamic in the sense of it wasn't fun to, to look at. But now you can design these sites oh, all yes. sorts of different it's ways. Incredible. I mean, most of the cbsradio.com is a WordPress is a, site. Is a WordPress site. Yeah. And to Woo. answer your question, Tom, okay. I think anxiety. Oh, yeah. I think people For sure. are intimidated. And I blame the advertisers. I mean, GoDaddy, for example, gets out there and Danica Patrick, gorgeous woman, very funny ads. And as soon as they throw up the term HTML, people get scared to death. They throw in some type of inside language and people go, I don't know what that is. So I'm not going to screw it up. You know, the other thing is that uh, you got to have a guy. A guy? You gotta have a guy. You gotta have a guy that knows what the heck is going on in the world of websites. And when and you can say troubleshoot. That, when you say that, do you mean an in house guy or an outhouse guy? It can, <laughs> <laughs> what you do in your own time, Tommy, with the outhouse guy is fine. Um, no, uh, either works for me. But y- y- you gotta have someone you can call and say, hey, look, I got this idea. I agree with you 100%. Now, what they're scared of is. You open up that conversation, and immediately you walk into a negotiation where you don't know jack about the subject, and you're like, I'm going to get screwed on this. There's, no, I'm going to get screwed on this. So what you ought to do is talk to other entrepreneurs, other business owners, and say, look, I need to do this, but I need to know that I'm not getting raked over the coals here. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, websites, really good websites that are very functional and not, you know, going to kill you, are between twenty five hundred and ten thousand dollars. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. That's a that's a very solid. You can get a very solid, good, clean Done website. Done by one hundred percent by a web design company. By a web design company, and they can even you know cert, yeah. you know and they give them you know three hundred bucks a year or something like yeah. that to, to help you out with other stuff. That's so what that's you around. See that's yeah, the, that's around what you need to spend on a website. Now, if you're thinking of making your website super interactive. Like uh, like our website, onthehorn.com. Very interactive. All sorts of nonsense and junk everywhere. That's going to be more expensive. That's going to be a lot more expensive because you're going to have different columns. You're going to have different blog roles. We have essentially a site within a site. Um, so that kind of stuff gets more expensive. So, you know, you can get up into that $20,000, $50,000 range. We have another uh, podcasting friend 
that just redid his website over $120,000. So yeah, these, oh. these numbers can get big. Now, you know, he's got 10 million listeners, but you know, hey, <laughs> we're getting there. But I think it's fine. That's so, only 9,999,000. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 999,999. <laughs> nine, no, well, no, I know we're, we're, we're up to seven now. So that's good. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, the, <laughs> All the, right, uh, I'll get on. 2,500. <laughs> so 2,500 to $10,000. If you need to know what you need to do for a website design, yeah, that's about it. And that's fine. That's fair. I mean, these guys are going to be spending time doing really ugly, boring stuff for you. Yeah, but that's. I think that the era, the era of website design, is this is to me like nineteen ten and buggy whips, the oh, year nineteen ten. Oh no no no! Yeah. We're definitely in the nineteen sixties. There are some freaking hot rods. Well, no. What I'm saying is that it, in the year nineteen ten, buggy whips existed. Yeah. Because there were still buggies going down the main street of Durango, Colorado. However, by the year 1920, the only thing going down the main street of Durango, Colorado were Model Ts. And what I'm saying is that the website design company All right. that charges 2500 to ten grand to do your site yeah. will be a non-entity ten years from now. Ooh, I don't know about that. I, I mean, the prices might be different, but... I think you will have extremely high-end, highly functional sites where you have an in-house person who does it. Well, what if and you don't have an in-house person? Like, we can't have an in-house person we at, can't, at on the horn. But we will have enough capabilities with our own design tools that we can get on the web like we can a WordPress blog site now to be able to do pretty much whatever we want. Okay. Technology, is it moves 10 years. I'm probably six years too long this is going to shock you as much as it's going to shock me yeah but i think i'm going to agree with brian on this one really yes <laughs> tell me I, why I, I still don't understand if technology moves as quickly as it does why you need uh, that. well you know there's still a ton of people out there that are intimidated and uncomfortable using an atm machine that's the reason why is that as progressive as the circles that the three of us operate in yeah. and interact with, there's still a slew of people. They're going to take a lot more than 10 or 20 years to get caught up. And there's going to be providers out there that are going to continue to cater to that individual. You mentioned our good friend Jeffrey. Right. Jeffrey's an extremely smart business guy. Absolutely. Yeah. What he has done, which I give him super credit for, is recognize that the world of web design, while valuable, is not the engine. The engine is online media and marketing. No doubt about That's it. That's why his current yes. affiliation with HubSpot. Yeah. That's why he is doing what he is doing with his company. He is recognizing that his conversations with clients are not about layout, design, and color. Right. The conversation is about visitors, how many, and how do I get them there. Absolutely. And For sure. Jeffrey will use whatever effective tools increase his workflow efficiency on the back, be, behind the curtain, in the offices of ImageWorks. He has tools that create extreme efficiencies. What the client sees in the front end is what Jeffrey is brilliant at, which is marketing. Right. 
Yes, no doubt. Yeah. But I think it's to take this conversation in some ways full circle. Please do. It's it's that efficiency and effectiveness con- conversation, using that word again, that we had earlier on. There's going to be a lot of us that are going to say, I can't handle that myself. That's way beyond my abilities mm-hmm. or desire. Damn it, I want to find somebody. And whether it's the outhouse person yeah. or the in-house person that's going to handle this for me, I'm not going to do it. Because and it's going to be reduced by a factor of 10, though. 250 to 1,000, <coughs> not 2,500 to 10. You think so? Yeah, no, but really? then, you know, there's all wow. these inflation factors. Here's, here's how I'm going to put it. Um, making a website and marketing and all that stuff that has to do with online business, that's only going to get more complicated, much like our tax code has gotten more complicated because there's going to be different companies. Yeah. You don't think so? No. Okay. Um, I think so. Right now, Apple and Oracle are in a fight over Java right now and rights to use Java. So every Mac on the earth is now having trouble with JavaScript, which is one of the basic tenets mm-hmm. of this stuff. So what people are having to do, web designers are having to do, is create a loop, a little loophole, so that people who have Macs can read JavaScript right now. You don't get, you know, you need that sort of... Uh, That's that, macro stuff. That's not at the end user level. That's macro. Yeah, no, no, it's at the very end user. It's no, the guy the who owns user the does it, one, two, three, four Macs in this Mac, room. I'm not buying it based on the ability to read or not read JavaScript. I'm buying a Mac because it's a Mac. Right, but if you can't get if you can't view any websites, how valuable is that Mac right now? Well, as soon as JavaScript can't be read by Macs, they won't sell any more Macs. <laughs> exactly, and that's the. But Mac if nobody Mac. sells any more Macs. Then Microsoft has the huge monopoly again. Or maybe it will be Google. I, I, you know, who the heck knows who's going to make these actual computers. But see, this is what I mean. You need the end user who is a business guy. You need a guy to talk to. I see to help you, you navigate all of these different companies. I mean, we have, there might be a Facebook phone. There's something that Google is making. Google, search, right? That's what they do. They're making an actual they have a tablet now mm-hmm. called the Nexus 7, and they have this other thing called the Chromebook. Yeah. Which is a computer. It's 199 bucks. It's a computer. Like, yeah. what the heck is that about? It's a, it's a Microsoft dead, is going to get. Terminal. Yeah. Microsoft is going to get more into, uh, into hardware, which they always said software was it. It's just bizarre. Anyway, we're running out of bed music here, so we have to say goodbye. Aww. Goodbye, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Open for business. I found that interesting. That was a great Let's conversation. Let's go revisit it someday. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, how about next week? Uh, anyway, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining us in the chat room. We could not have done the show without our sponsors, Amazon.com, Gateway Financial, the accounting firm of Budwitz & Meyer Jack, and Deepwater Seafood of Avon. Let's not forget Central CT Dental. If you've got corn stuck in your teeth. That's the place. Central CT Dental. Special thanks to our chat room moderator, Evan Richards, and the technical team at Independent Media Network, IMNCT, Lon Seidman, and Doug Hardy. We are closing up shop for this week, but join us next week at 5 p.m. when we will once again be open for business. Cheers. <laughs>